Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 2, Episode 20 of Family Ties. This episode is titled The Graduate, and it first aired on March 15th, 1984. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, how are you? Long time no talk. I know, it's been crazy. So, you know what's ironic is I think when I was looking at my notes, because, you know, I watched the show and took notes. Yeah. Um, we had recorded our last episode, like, on March, early March. Yes. So, if we would have stayed on target, we would have actually recorded around the same time, just, you know, obviously lots of years later. Yeah. as March 15th. That's right. And but it's obviously not, not March anymore. Well, it feels like it. I, who knows what month it is these days? I don't know. Hundred uh, percent. And there's only, including this episode, I think three more episodes of this season. So of we were season, on track yeah. to finish, you know, at the right time. But yeah, uh, you know, the but world had COVID. other plans. Yeah. When you were going to be on vacation, remember we had talked about like, oh, you know, it's spring break, and you guys yeah. were going to go uh, to Paris, I think. Yeah, we were supposed to go to Paris. That didn't happen. Summer, we were supposed to go to Japan and China, and I think you know how that turned out. Right. Yeah, you guys were going to go on the cruise and everything. You were going to hit every Disney park in 2020. Yeah. Yes, we were, and we did not. you got parked for 2020. Yeah. We did make it to the four Walt Disney World parks uh, in February, so that's something. Just pre-pandemic. Isn't that so crazy, like, how that timeline works? Yeah. It I really is. We I did a trade show like in January, another one in February, and then March was like kind of like our ramp up for my business wise because you know we're tied to school districts and budget cycles and whatnot, and so right. that's when it gets a little bit crazy right before like the budgets close. Everybody's like, okay, we got to spend the last little bit of our money, and it just everything died, and <laughs> nobody nobody was talking, nobody was calling. Yeah, we weren't, you know, I mean, everybody was at home and nobody knew what to expect and, you know, spring break was a week early and, you know, it was so crazy. Yeah, and here we are 6 and a half months later. Yeah. <laughs> Still not back at school. No. <laughs> but we are back on recording, so that Yes. that is something. That's um, awesome. Now, the other interesting thing about today's date in particular, I noticed as I was looking at my uh, files here, is that we are recording this on exactly to the day. Uh, I won't reveal what day it is, because then you'll know how long it takes me to edit. (laughs) (laughs) But exactly to the day, four years ago, I recorded the first episode of Alex B. Keaton is My Friend. Oh, wow. So I did see that it goes from 2016 to 2020, yes. and we're barely on season two. We're almost almost done with season two. Yeah. So, so what's our you, plan? Are we just going to roll right into season three? I mean, I guess we should at this point. I, like, I feel like we could, and we should. Yeah, it's, you know, it, no one knows what month it is anymore anyway, so we might as well no. just go for it. I mean, this is 1930, right? Yeah, it feels yeah. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's exciting. So we're back at it. Yes. And it was so super exciting to watch the show because my wife actually watched it and she had commentary and she was telling me to pause it and make notes. And I'm like, no, you're not part of the show. So you don't get to tell me what notes to take. 
Well, it's a good different perspective. For the first time since you have co-hosted with me, we did not watch it together. We're recording in different locations, so it is a little different. But yeah. we're staying be, safe. Yeah, and it'll be a good, you know, different perspective since you weren't there to hear my comments during it, which I usually make, you know, out loud. So yeah, well, and we both laugh at certain things, and so we know what jokes, you know, the other one's going to talk about, and yeah. So I'm curious to see because there was this was a pretty jokey episode. There was a lot it of jokes was. per minute here. Yeah, it was definitely among the more light episodes. You know, not so. Not so heavy. <laughs> right. So wasn't the last episode when Skippy found out that he was adopted and he went to go meet his mom and yes. all that crazy stuff? And so we go from that into this episode, which was, you know, super lighthearted. Yeah. It, it was a big, a good change of pace. Definitely yeah. what we needed right now. Just some silliness. Sha-la-la-la. So it's been too long since the last time I had to try to recap a show. So I'm hoping you don't mind doing the recap. I could do that. I could. I can recap it. I think we can do that. I th- and you always do such a great job, and you crush it. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I'll <laughs> do my best. All right. So it's near the end of the second season, and already Alex, who is, as you guys know, the you know de facto main character of the show at this point, uh, he's about to graduate high school, which it will be interesting to see how they handle that because if he's leaving high school, you know, his college on the line, obviously. You know, he has aspirations for college. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big plans. So, going to Harvard. Yeah. So we'll see how that happens. But at this point, it's uh, leading up to graduation day. Alex has been uh, working hard all the way through school. And we kind of join in on him and his girlfriend, Rachel, who we met a couple episodes ago. Yeah. I think it was two or three during the double prom, date episodes. Dates. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he's still with her. And... He is practicing his uh, acceptance or his uh, valedictorian speech, and she's encouraging him and saying how smart he is. He's talking, you know, he's like, oh, no, 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 it's not a done deal. And there's all these other people that might be up for it. Even, you know, Rachel's girlfriend is a possibility, but she's like, oh, no, I know you got it. There's an awkward kissing scene on the couch when the sisters come down to check it out. Right. To run through to the kitchen for the third or fourth time. Yes. Um, and the funny part is, since we were watching here, I watched it while the kids were still awake, and Luke was like, he's like, there's too much kissing in this show. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> that was his perspective. Right. Um, My girls actually saw that part, too, because um, they hadn't gone to bed yet, and they were like, oh, this show's boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember enjoying it as a kid, but there's not as much, I don't know. I mean, our kids are fine with it. They watched it with me, but I don't think they're going to be like, can we please watch the next episode, you know? Right. Not when there's other content that's uh, more suited to them. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of other options. <laughs> uh, but tonight I needed to watch it. So um, anyway, then the parents come home. Uh, Steven and Elise walk in in a very uncomfortably sweaty oh. uh, outfits. Right. Like overly sweaty. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And um, they're talking about the graduation situation, and uh, yeah, that's that's the first setup. Then I think we go straight from that to they're at school and they're making the announcement about valedictorian, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and they're Alex and uh, Rachel are kind of off to the side. They're not really involved in the whole thing, and they're like, okay, if your name is you know A through L, come over here, and if your yes. name is you know whatever comes after L M through Z, you know, go over here and. And, and they're then, just kind of not interested. 
Now, I thought this was interesting. Then they start to make the announcement about valedictorian, and uh, they said that the way they decide is academic, but also uh, they consider extracurriculars and like ac- you know other school uh, engagement. Co- and- yeah, which is that has that ever been a thing? Because that's definitely not how it was in my school. So I thought it was only based on academics, like colleges and stuff, applications. They always want to know, like, your extracurriculars. But I didn't know valedictorian was tied to that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I had a graduating class of um, 1,030. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we were a big graduating class. Only high school in Rialto at the time. So um, I was about, I think, 400th in in line. So they didn't give me a lot of extra details on that. (laughs) You didn't get all the info? No, I mean I had good grades, but you know I wasn't doing. I did one AP class and I passed the test, and but I wasn't really concerned with the rest of it. Do you know about my high school? No. Well, I mean Big Bear High, right? Remember well, yeah, I was much more Big Bear High School. I think my graduating class, if I remember, was somewhere around like 180. Okay, so a lot smaller. And your ceremony uh, was a lot quicker. Yeah. Well, definitely. Yes, we got through it. Uh, <laughs> But um, I actually was the valedictorian of my senior class. What? Yes. I did uh, not know that. Are you yeah. kidding? It's not something I put out there all the time, but, you know, it's pretty apropos to mention it in light of this episode, I feel. Um, wow. Congratulations, Mr. Yeah. Valedictorian. I didn't know I had to, like, bow before, you know, being in your presence. Well, you know, uh, what can I say? Now, to be fair... They're wound up being, because this is how I, I do have some inside information. It was very strictly just on academics. Uh, the contract was you had to have a certain, uh, you know, a slate of classes. You had to be able to, you know, take all the most rigorous classes. You couldn't take a bunch of, like, shop classes or whatever. Sure. And then it was purely based on GPA. You got extra points for doing honors and AP classes to, so you could have, like, above a 4.0. And it was just whoever had the highest GPA. Well, up until the last semester of my senior year, I was it. I had 100% straight A's. Because even an A- minus would bring your GPA down slightly. Oh, yeah. And I I had A's across the board. Yeah. Well, my senior year, second semester, I got a B-plus in uh, class. No. 89.5%. I was so angry. But because of that, it brought me down into a tie with one other person. So we were really? co-valedictorians. But then there is a third person who wouldn't have been in the running at all if I had maintained 100% A's in that one dumb class. It was an 89.5%. And I argued the teacher that she should round it up, but she did not. She said it would be good for me to get a B. Did you tell her that that's garbage and that, you know, go back now 25 years later and tell her she's full of poop? Yeah, I, I would. But, you know, she said like years from le- years from then, she said, I wouldn't look back on that and think about it. I'd just be, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm still thinking about it. It's been over 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what class was it? It was an economics class, which, oh. you know, my credit yeah. card debt probably shows I should have done better in there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hey <laughs> Um, but so I had one other person that we I tied with, and then there was a third person who they did not take the most rigorous classes. They took some extra electives, but they did have the same GPA, 
minus those electives. So whereas we took four years of a foreign language, this other person only took two years and took electives instead. So she shouldn't have been eligible. No. But they threatened legal action, and we wound up having to share it a three-way. What? Valedictorian, yes. So. so 180 students, and you had three valedictorians. Yes, that is correct. It was the first time in in their history of the school. We were. I, it was fair for my other the other friend. We were friends. You know, we were all in the same classes. Sure. The one guy it was a fair. You know, although it was last minute, it was fair. But the third one was a bit of a bone of contention there. So you know. Man, I would have told that person to beat a kid. Well, it, it came down to meeting with the principal and finally being like, look, like we could make a huge stink, but we could also just like move on with our lives. And at that point, it wasn't really worth, you know, burning that many bridges. So, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So I was valedictorian, but it was like a three way shared thing. So, you know, I don't know if that diminishes it or not. I got no. to make a speech, though. So, you know. Yeah, so that means that instead of you guys taking the time with having a larger graduating class and announcing names, you guys took up the time by having, you know, three 10-minute speeches. That is correct, yes. Wow. Were you, um, you know, inspirational and hopeful and setting people on fire for the future? Uh, slightly. My friend and I, because I was good friends with the guy that I, you know, shared it with and we worked on our speeches together we had dumb senses of humor so we did we tried to be somewhat inspirational but we also mixed in some stuff including uh my friend ended his speech with like days uh, like sand through the hourglass these are the days of our lives (laughs) and then mine i ended my speech with on the road of life there are drivers and there are passengers drivers wanted which is the volkswagen commercial right yeah 100 percent so we thought that was pretty funny to integrate, like a you know a commercial into a speech. So you know That's it was a good awesome. mix. All that is to say, I don't know how they like decided because if I was Alex, I would have been like, "What? Like they have a better GPA? That doesn't even make sense." Yeah, because well, no, because she had five A's, he had four A's and an A minus. Yes, we found out afterwards. Right. Yeah. So needless Sorry. to say, Alex is very, very upset about the whole situation, especially considering the fact that it's his girlfriend that gets announced as uh, the winner of the valedictorian, not him. Mm-hmm. And he said it would have been fine if it was one of the other kids, but how could it be her? Right. <laughs> well, the twins. He was okay if it was one guy or the twins, but or after twins. that, he was out. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, Alex is, is home. He's very upset. And um, everyone's trying to comfort him. Eventually, his girlfriend comes over to help work on her speech with him, just like he was doing with her. He's very rude about it. He reads through the speech and says it's boring and insults her. And eventually to the point where she runs out and is very angry at them. And slams his door. Slams the door. Understandably so. Yeah, 100%. In the lead up to the actual graduation, Alex winds up having a... A talk with his dad. Oh, he, there's a funny little bit where mom and dad, Stephen and Elise, are sitting in the living room, and they're talking about um, Alex's graduation. Stephen's got this watch he's going to give him, and Alex walks in, and so they're trying to be cool about it and not let him know that's what they were doing. And he says, what are you guys doing? And their lie was, oh, we're listening to music. And he's like, 
that's funny. I don't hear any music. And they say, oh, it's in our head. The music's in our head. And they start, like, dancing to, like, nothing. Right? And they're kind of, like, swaying to it. (laughs) Snapping their fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was one of Elise's folk songs. Oh, it must have been, yes. Her cover of a Michael Jackson, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was hot at the time. Yeah, that was a big thing. So uh, Alex winds up meeting or asking to talk with Steven, and he... He can't understand, you know, how he can possibly move on in this relationship because he's the man. And he's got to take control. And Steven tells him, like, hey, like, you can still be the man and not have to be, like, number one in a relationship. It's supposed to be balanced and equal. And basically, Alex is hearing none of that. No, he's not ready for any of that kind of uh, wisdom and insight. Definitely not. He's He wants to be the man. He, he's got to be number one. So then we skip to... Um, the graduation, we're at the graduation ceremony, which their graduating class, I counted, are is 18 people. <laughs> uh, right? Total. So I don't know what the big... Like, maybe 18 people in the, in the visitor section as well. Yeah, there's four rows of four in the audience, and then there was one kid up on stage, and then uh, Rachel, the girlfriend, was backstage. So that's 18 in the wow. entire graduation. So, really, it is sad not to be valedictorian of a class of 18. Like, <laughs> right? That's kind of pathetic, you know? <laughs> I thought, I mean, I know they lived in Ohio, but I didn't realize that uh, the their town was so small. <laughs> right. And, well, and the other great thing, though, is because it's so small, then as they're announcing the names, they're doing, like, by last name, and there's, like, 12 different people with the last name of A, so it's like, right. that's the whole crowd already. Everyone in your town has the last name of A? Well, I think they named three in the Ks. And I'm like, well, what's a lot of averages on that with that yeah, small that's graduating class? Something, Something's off here. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Alex is uh, in the audience. Rachel's nowhere to be seen. Mallory comes in and very loudly interrupts the entire ceremony uh, to tell Alex he's got to go and comfort Rachel because, you know, she's very upset by how he treated her. Right. There's there's a great scene with the uh, the Keatons all arguing back and forth about it, and the principal's like, "Do you have something to uh, share with everyone here?" And then Stephen <laughs> sheepishly is like, "No, no, we're okay." Wait, me? <laughs> <laughs> After Mallory's been screaming across right. the entire auditorium. <laughs> so then Alex goes back and comforts Rachel. She's very upset because of how he treated her. They kind of talk about how Alex maybe has a problem with winning and always having to be right about stuff. And uh, eventually he comes to his senses and apologizes to her. And she goes out and delivers an incredible speech. And everything is happy and they're back together. Oh, And that's pretty much the end. Yeah. Well, they take a photo. They take a picture and that's a freeze frame. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. (laughs) It's made for it. I was laughing when I was watching the show with Heidi. I'm like, okay, freeze frame. And then she's all, wait, what? And I'm all, oh, they're going to like freeze the frame like they used to do on all the 80s TV shows. And she's like, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really a thing they do anymore. No. Yeah, not in Grey's Anatomy or Station 19 or any of the, the shows that she watches now. So Yeah, it's a thing in the past. So all fun. in all, it was a fun episode, I thought. Yeah, it moved quick and, you know. To say that we haven't watched the show in six months, it was awesome. Yeah, it was great to just jump right back in. Sha-la-la-la! Did you recognize any of the uh, guest stars? Because we had two guest stars. Who Do you know who the girlfriend is, who uh, Rachel is? 
Yeah, so that's Daphne or Daphne Zuniga. Daphne Zuniga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because Heidi was like, "Hey, who is that?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I can't remember her name." And I know that yes. we had talked about it on the uh, you know two two dates one prom episode, and it it finally came back to me, and I'm like, "Oh, it's so and so," and she was on Melrose Place, and Heidi's like, "Oh my yeah. gosh, you're right." And she's like, she was a terrible actress. And I said, no, I think that's the direction that she was given. Well, this is only like the third TV show she had done. Like, this was pretty early in her career. Yeah, she's very young. And this this is the second episode, as you said, that she was in. And I guess this counts as a spoiler. But since we're in the guest star section, we have to talk about it. It's her last time she's in the show. Oh, what? So they don't stay together? Yeah, so we'll have to look for in the next episode how they explain where what happened to Rachel. But, uh, yeah, well, Rach. He only oh, calls her Rach that's the true. entire episode. That's true. Rach. So the other guest star must have been the principal then, right? That is correct. And this is also his second appearance on the show. No, not second. This is his third appearance on the show. Well, one of them had to be when he did when Alex did the radio show, right? With the uh, French lover? It's actually not. This is interesting. So, oh, wait. Maybe... Suzanne, okay. Well, maybe we didn't see the principal in that episode. The first one that he was in is called Suzanne Takes You Down, and I cannot remember what uh, mm. what that episode was. But he was not playing the principal in that. He was playing a character named Don Bradford. Oh, then the, interesting. The second one he appeared in was the Double Date episode, the one that we were just talking about with Daphne Zutiga. Okay. And he was the principal in that, Dr. Schultz. Okay, and then he's oh, Doctor Doctor Schultz in this one. He plays Doctor Schultz in one more episode two two years from now, nineteen eighty six, and then oh, after that, Mallory. Uh, maybe I guess, or could be Jennifer. I don't know. Yeah, is she gonna be in high school at that point? Maybe, because I mean, what? I mean, she's got to be in what fourth, fifth grade right now. Yeah, or I, maybe it could be when when Mallory graduates. So it's a little hazy how old Mallory's supposed to be. Well, Mallory's in high school, I think, right? Yeah, so it could be. If she's like a sophomore two years from now, that could work. Yeah. And then he's in three more episodes after that as totally different characters. So Each one is different? Each one is different. Yeah, he's a desk nice. clerk, Dwayne, and a cabbie. So he's got three. This is his second of, of uh, three as Dr. Schultz. And oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And his oh. name, by the way, is Terry Wills is the actor. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. Terry Wills. Terry Wills. And that's it. None of the other kids or anybody are credited. Um, just, you know, background. No one, I don't think anyone else had a line other than Yeah, them. I was just going to say, I don't remember anybody else saying anything. There was a lot of hubbub, you know, when they were fighting in front of the whole crowd. But <laughs> Yeah, well, and even the graduation, like, part of it, everybody, all the families were congratulating all, and I did air quotes just because now you can't see me, so... Um, <laughs> They uh, were congratulating their graduates and whatnot, so there was like some hullabaloo kind of in the background. But and you know people were talking, you could hear like a general din of you know conversation. Yeah, but no specific lines. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that Skippy wasn't around because isn't he in oh. Alex's grade? No, I thought he was the year before. Oh, well, maybe so. Or you know he was a year younger than Alex. Okay, well, because he is in love with Mallory, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Still, they didn't invite him to the graduation, but since there was only like 12 seats for visitors, I guess that makes sense, too. Sha-la-la-la! 
you brought this up before we were talking about the show beforehand. There was one joke that I might need you to explain to me here. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a couple of references to this thing called the Browns. Yeah, which, the Cleveland Browns, which is Cleveland, Ohio. So that that tracks. And that's a Brown family that lives there. It's their football team. Football. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's cute, though. Now, I knew it, it was a sport. I wouldn't have known it was football necessarily. I would have guessed football or, or basketball. Okay. Because I know it's not baseball. I, no. So who's the Cleveland the Cleveland uh, baseball team? That's Cleveland Indians. Although are oh. they still call that now. Yes. Oh. But um, I, you know, obviously, you don't. I'm sure follow football. But Washington Redskins is no longer the Redskins. They've changed to the Washington Football Team. I did know that only because what? Only because I get my news from comedians, and a lot of people tell jokes about that when that happened. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So they they're still you know they don't have a na- the new name team. yet. Yeah. Only yeah. because it's a crazy funny thing, not because I know anything about it other than that. But I heard about that. Yeah. So did wow, you know the football player they were referring to in there? No. So I'm not a Browns fan, which you know is shocking. I know, but um, especially not when I was nine in 1984. <laughs> well. I know, but some people though with sports like know everybody like way back before they were born. So I don't know. Uh, I'm not that kind of a sports that, that, guy. That's not you. I didn't think so. But I know just enough to be dangerous. I know they said like they were trading him to someone else or something. So <laughs> right. That seems sportsy. <laughs> and I like that he had to hold it back from his mom. He couldn't tell his mom that information. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He has to speak with his dad privately and then mention the football team. <laughs> As she was moping up the stairs, you know, because Alex wanted to talk to his dad only. Yeah, it was very like Charlie Brown with the head like hanging down, walking slow. Sha-la-la-la! There was like a, a gag about how he was holding his breath, and Heidi's like, you know, the live studio audiences with all the cameras in the way, like, the audience probably didn't even see him holding his breath, because you're not close to the actors. Right, right. And so that laugh sounded different than a couple of the other laughs during the show, where there was somebody who had uh, a unique laugh, and so that one was different. Yeah. How funny. I didn't notice that. She catches all kinds of weird stuff. She's crazy. Well... I did love the holding the breath gag, though. Any fame or favorite quotes from the episode? Anything stood out to you? So I kind of put all my favorite quotes into the jokes because some of those were really funny to me this time. And I laughed out loud a couple times. And I actually, um, so normally you and I, when we watch the show, we don't ever pause it. We don't stop. We don't go back. Right. Um, unless something is really, really funny or you know, <laughs> we need to... We were laughing too hard and missed something, but I had to go back a couple different times in the episode. So, um, Steven was like king of the one-liners on this episode. I mean, he threw out quite a few good ones. So, give us some good ones there. So, when Alex was talking about how they're, you know, but sponges on a sea of chemical knowledge, and Steven said that he hoped that they cleaned up after themselves. <laughs> I mean, that was like pretty early on in the episode, and I just I started laughing, and then you know he was talking about you know Alex. You know, Elise was kind of reminiscing about how he, she can't believe he's so old and he's already graduating and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that uh, combo uh, teething ring and slide rule were really <laughs> unique back at the time. That's and right. He just, he kept throwing out zingers all episode. Yeah, it was really, it was like a much more laugh out loud one than we've had in a while, I feel like. 
Well, and then even when Rachel's like, oh, the last four weeks are great. And Alex is like, oh, well, we've been dating for six weeks. And (laughs) she's like, yeah, the first two weren't that great. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me think of the prom episode where, you know, he was kind of playing her. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah. It's surprising that she's still with him. I mean, honestly, it's not a big surprise that she wouldn't be with him after that episode and now this, you know. Yeah. Well, apparently she goes away to a different college and he's like, you know, so long. Sha-la-la-la. Did you have any any funny things that you saw or any jokes that really stood out to you? I did. Well, so my favorite, I think, of the episode was right near the end. And um, Mallory, you know, their graduation is over and Mallory's congratulating uh, Rach. And she says, maybe you can give me some tips on my valedictory, valedictory <laughs> speech. And then Alex hugs her and is like, just graduate, Mallory. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, classic Mallory in that one there. Right. Uh, she couldn't say the word. Yeah. Val, Val. Now, the other thing that really stood out to me is the heart-to-heart conversation that they're having backstage, uh, you know, when Alex is working through his issues with, like, always having to win. And mm-hmm. there are many, many things about Alex that are I do not identify with in any way, shape, or form. But this one particular characteristic occasionally... Some of his things do ring true for me. And his whole thing of, like, how he has to win. And, you know, oh, yeah. he's like, I kind of have a problem with that. And she's like, yeah. And he's, he's like, well, when have I ever, you know, had to win? And she's like, what about when we play miniature golf? And he's like, well, you know, I, I didn't do anything wrong. And she said, um, no, you made a formal complaint to the, like, <laughs> manager. And he's like, I just had him check to see if your clubs were regulation, you know. <laughs> and I totally get that. Like... I like to win. I like things to be fair. And I am the type of person that would do that type of thing sometimes. And it's difficult for me sometimes to admit I'm not, you know, the winner at something if I don't want to be. So, yeah, it's difficult at best. Easy. Yeah. So that's funny because I had noted that one as well. Uh, Probably the story I told earlier about how bitter I am about having to share my valedictorian thing is evidence of that in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're not carrying that with you 20 plus years later. Oh, no. Yeah. Not not bitter at all. <laughs> Wait, is it 20 plus for you yet? Yeah. 97. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, um, I'm a couple years past that. So I didn't go to any of my uh, reunions either. No. Would you ever? I would, but both of them were, well, one of them was very poorly planned. I had set the time, the first one, 10th. Ten, anniversary or whatever was supposed to be on a certain date and we had you know said okay we'll do it. i mean it's big bear it's not that far away from us right. uh and then at the last minute they like changed the date and they put it on some other weekend and i was like well we're not available then and we could make it um and then 20th anniversary they planned it during comic-con and i was in the group like people saying what dates they're available and i'm like i can't do that and i've got a panel at comic-con and they did it then anyway so yeah didn't go. So obviously they didn't want their valedictorian. So I guess not. That. It was. It's not really my crowd. That's the ones that are going anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. Same. I. I mean, there was a big hullabaloo for our twenty twentieth or twenty fifth. I can't remember anymore. But I just. One of my friends reached out to me and he's like, "Oh, you should go." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's not really my scene. I'm out." So yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. Well, the funny thing is, at the 20th, I was at Comic-Con and met up with one of my good friends from high school at Comic-Con. So, 
we, oh. we had our own thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. And see, and I would rather prefer to meet with a couple of the people that I really hung out with then. And, yeah. you know, I did a deep dive on one of my old friends and I found out that he's like this huge, like, you know, conspiracy theory guy living in a bunker. <laughs> he's in like Idaho somewhere. And I'm like, wow, didn't wow. see that one coming. So, Man. yeah, kind of, kind of funny. Yeah, it's it is weird because I know that when I was in high school, I just imagined I was going to be like super close with every one of my friends forever, and I barely am in touch with some of the people from high school. Not because of anything bad, just you just kind of drift away. Life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and when you have kids and a wife, and you've got new friends and your families, and I mean, it just kind of takes you away from all that yeah. stuff. So it's crazy. Yeah, it is kind of funny. So one of my favorite bits in this whole episode, just to kind of bring it back, yes. is about the watch. Yes, okay. and I don't, I don't know if you caught, but first the whole watch scene makes me think of Pulp Fiction, <laughs> and which is you know super not appropriate, but <laughs> the fact that Stephen is putting this, you know, all this just like importance on this heirloom and the family and everything, and he's like, yeah, my dad got it out of this guy's pocket at the dry cleaners. Yeah, he, he left it at. in his pocket, <laughs> and I was like. Oh, that's so perfect for the show. Yeah. That was And then when Alex sees it, he's even like, Dad, the watch. <laughs> like he knew of it, yeah. <laughs> and then they just moved on. That was, was the like, one oh. joke that my kids actually I think laughed at genuinely was when he said they left the watch in the in the dry cleaning. <laughs> I think that was the yeah. only thing they actually thought was funny, you know. <laughs> and it kind of, and, you know, it's a an old school pocket watch. And, I mean, what is it like? You know, it's thirty years old or something, maybe. And it's like, oh man, here's this heirloom. I just got it back from the jeweler. I'm like, how much money did he have to spend at the jeweler to get the thing all you know toned, <laughs> yeah, toned up or whatever they do to watches? I don't know. Oh, that was one of my favorite bits of the whole thing, though. That was good. It was, and and again. It's interesting to see what like kids would find entertaining in a show of that age, and you know, especially targeted more at adults. And that was the one joke they liked. So, sha la la la. So I have two more things because I noticed that fashion was a huge piece of this. And if you don't want to talk about what Stephen was wearing in this episode, then I I don't think we can do this show anymore. Oh man! Well, I want to. The only well, thing I please. noticed fashion-wise was sweat, though. That's about as observant as I am on clothes. So please, enlighten me. Okay, so he was wearing those tiny little short shorts. And I don't know <laughs> if in your PE class in the day, you know, you had to wear those short shorts. Uh, I remember, you know, like in middle school and even high school, you know, you had those tiny short shorts. And in middle school, they wouldn't let us wear sweats. So oh, we man. had to wear those tiny shorts. See, I I don't know. I lucked out at our school. We were allowed to wear. It had to be shorts or sweats, and I was I had them down to my knees. Like we were allowed to. Oh, so yeah, like basketball well, style, right? Yep. Well, high school they let us wear sweats underneath it, but they were still those tiny little short shorts. Huh. And I'm like, in what world? Like, what PE teacher got his way and said, you know, look, I want to torture all the students and wear, right. make them wear, you know, dolphin shorts. <laughs> How funny! But, yeah, I see. I did not even notice that. Well, and then he had a sweater, if you notice, like draped over his shoulders, kind of like a preppy. Huh. And it wasn't wet at all. So his shirt was, you know, soaking wet, but his sweater was just kind of draped over his shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're, you're, you're jogging just carrying the sweater? or Was like, he how wearing it when he first work? started? Yeah. And then he took it off, and I just thought the whole outfit was kind of funny. And Elise is like, 
I mean, women's, I think fashion is probably a little different, obviously, than men's, but yeah. Stevens was, whew, that was, <laughs> those were some short shorts. And you can see that his legs had not seen daylight in a long time. <laughs> they were jogging in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Under the moonlight. <laughs> and then even Alex, I'm surprised, like, he went way more casual than normal because he always seems to be wearing some sort of like a docker, you know, that type of pant. Right. And this episode, you know, they really are kind of changing him up a little bit. He's wearing the, the button down short sleeve shirt, but it's tucked into jeans. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, you know, Thai guy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like when he's doing the, the at school and he's doing the valedictorian thing, like he's wearing his tie and he thought he was going to walk up there and he's right. adjusting it to be ready. And, <laughs> and then they announced, obviously, Rach. And so that kind of dashed his hopes. But yeah, at home, he's just, he's all casual wearing his button down shirt with his jeans. Wow. And of course, it was tucked in. So, well, of course. I mean, let's yeah. not get crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing that Heidi pointed out is everybody's in robes. And she's like, you know, graduations are typically in June. So even in Ohio, are they still wearing robes at nighttime with full clothes underneath? You know, yeah, pajama pants and shirts and sweaters, the whole thing. And they're all wearing robes. <laughs> she said, how cold is it there? And I said, well, I don't know, but apparently cold enough to wear a robe. I've been in Ohio in the summer and it's it's that's not necessary. <laughs> Yeah, I I remember it being a little swampier than uh, yeah. I would like to wear a robe with. <laughs> yeah, the sweatiness is actually the more accurate depiction of what's going to look like there. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> uh, But, you know, Mallory was only in a very small part of the episode. Same with Jennifer. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of fashion options for them. But, you know, Stephen and Elise made sure to take the cake though, with their, their uh, outdoor <laughs> they took exercise. They up the fashion mantle. Yeah. And then robes, you know, there's a lot of robes in this of course, episode. Of course. <laughs> Sha la la la. Did you have a moral for the episode? I did, and it was so it was kind of when Steven and, and um Alex were talking and he's like, you know, you know, drop all that mom, you know, feminist <laughs> stuff. Right. You know, don't you like to be number one? And he said, No, relationships are partnerships. And when the other person's number one, it's okay to live in their shadow. And I thought, man, that's pretty good advice, actually, because there's a lot of times when your spouse takes the, you know, the number one position and it's okay. It's yeah. okay to live in their shadow. That was, I so. think, the most, like, poignant uh, speech and that actually, it, I think it rose above being cheesy when he said, like, you know, how can I, like, be with her if I'm in her shadow? And he said, because it's her shadow. Like, that was, was pretty yeah. deep. That was like dropping the mic right there, yeah. and then, you know, obviously cut scene, and let's let's get some more reacts out of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That's pretty good much what I had it. as well. It was a good, uh, good message while being very funny. Yeah, and it's actually great advice. You know, this many years later, so yeah. I was like, oh, because I mean, there's obviously times I'm sure like when Janelle is, you know, winning an award because you know she's teacher of the year or whatever, and that might be that it might be hard for you to you know think about those kinds of things, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's interesting. Like, the things that I'm usually more competitive about are not in that way. Like, like I'm super happy when Janelle has big successes in life. What's more for me 
is if I like lose at a board game that I think I should have. <laughs> it's much more petty. Like I don't have these big things, typically speaking. Uh, you know, right. miniature golf is a great example. Like we have had, you know, very very intense competition over a miniature golf game in our day. Well, because so. we all know that they found a way to cheat. Well, I mean, obviously, because I know I'm good at miniature golf, so I don't know how they could have beat me. You know, <laughs> right? So, that, They're not even is, paying attention half the time. Yeah, this is more the issue I have uh, than that. You know, so. But yeah, it, it's good advice though. It helps to keep that in mind. Yeah, perspective. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do for the clothes. I know it's very exciting. Sha la la la. Well, with that perspective, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. This grand return to Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm so excited. Me too. This has been so much fun. Yes, I'm so glad we got to do it again. You're uh, you got a cool new microphone. You're all set up. I, I do, and you like had to walk me through how to like use it properly and how to get like the right uh, program so I could record it all. And now my wife is like, "Well, me and my friend want to do a podcast, so you got to figure out how to do it for us." Yeah, and, you can do it. And I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna have to work with Phil a lot more than this because <laughs> this is just step one." Well, it's doable. We can we can get you through it. There, it's it's anyone can podcast if they put their mind to it. well fingers crossed we'll see what i can do for them (laughs) well uh we want to thank you guys for listening to the show thanks for joining us again and um we're gonna we're gonna be we're back we're we're back doing this thing here so keep an eye out for the next episode as it comes uh where can they find us uh how do they get in touch with us if they want to write in and ask a question Oh, they should hit us up at uh, alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Yes, that's absolutely correct. They could also follow us on Facebook. Uh, Of course, that would be a good place to follow along because uh, we'll be posting when the episodes go live up there. So check that out. And uh, We have a group too, don't we? I think so. If not, we will. But I think we do. I should get better at posting. I'm terrible at posting on social media. Yeah, it's, you know. You, we all thought when we are stuck at home, like, this is going to be our chance to be super productive and get everything done and contact everyone. And it just basically wound up hanging out in our pajamas for six months, you know. Yeah. Well, and then kids. Yeah. When you add the kid layer, like, I mean, obviously, I don't, I, I don't know, like, your kids very well as far as, you know, their mental health or whatnot, but... You know, it was it was a lot harder on uh, two out of my four kids than um, the other ones, and yeah, and mentally it it's taken a bite out of them. And when you have younger kids to kind of, too, which uh, yes. you know that's tougher because with the older kids they can have a little more understanding about the big picture of what's going on. You know, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah. but at the same token, we enjoy doing a lot of like lazy things, and so they're at home a lot more because of school and stuff and so normally i'd be like being all productive while they're at school and now i'm like hey let's play that new video game we got you know (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a great idea let's let's do it so you know we got a new board game let's open that thing up and try it we've been doing a lot of reading yeah well you guys have put together like ten thousand puzzles oh my gosh so many puzzles how many thousands of pieces have you guys put together like since quarantine started well, see, I finished, I think we've talked about on this show, I did a 7,500-piece puzzle. I yes. finished that at the end of April. Uh, so, wow. you know, shortly after we stopped recording. And then I started a new one, which is a 5,000-piecer at the beginning of May, May 1st. And I'm probably about three-fourths of the way through with that one now. 
Oh, wow. So I'm really bummed because I was having a great time kind of tracking the progress, you know, as we recorded every week. Yeah. You know, you would show me the new pattern that you had found in order. And you were like, you would find this uh, great pattern and you would put in lots of pieces. And then you were like, okay, I got to find the next pattern. And, you know, you were doing a great job. And then I never got a chance to see the finished product. Well, I did post pictures of it on the Internet. Yeah. So it's out Still there. not quite the same. But it wasn't So like, how many pieces total were you missing out of that one though? Um I forget exactly, but I feel like it was like 6 or 7 that wound up being missing. Well, it's so, not too bad to say it was 7500 pieces. It could have been much worse. Yeah, it still was a pain and I did wind up just like boxing it up and putting it in recycling cuz I'm not going to redo a puzzle that I know has missing pieces, you know. But Right. But it was, I know, you used to get to come over and see it in person, and it's not quite the same. Well, and now, you know, your kids each have a puzzle, yeah. and Janelle's got a puzzle, and if, am I hearing correctly, like, her puzzle, like, you could put it together, like, three or four different ways? Uh, well, yeah, she had, like, a double-sided puzzle that she did, so, you know, one side has one picture, and the other puzzle on the other side has a different picture, so there's that, that one. That sounds horrible to me. <laughs> See, I love because it. Because now you have to figure out what side each piece goes to. Yeah. And, it just oh, makes no. it more challenging. I tried to put together a nutcracker puzzle over Christmas break. And is when Heidi's family were, were here. <laughs> we put together two or three. And we were keeping them easy. You know, thousand-piece puzzles. Yeah. We would knock them out in one night kind of thing. And we'd, you know, move on to the next one. And this nutcracker one, it's all red as the background. And then every <laughs> nutcracker could, you know, was different colors. Lots of blues and greens and right. reds and purples. And it was the bane of our existence to where <laughs> like three nights in, we were like, okay, we hate this puzzle. And we put it back in the box and I think we burned it. <laughs> wow. You really did hate that puzzle. Well, I was like, no, we got to finish it. We got to finish it. Cause you know, OCD is a killer. And yeah. And they were like, no, 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 we're going to burn this thing. And I'm like, nah, so I'll probably have to rebuy it and put it together at some yeah. point by myself. It's going to haunt you otherwise. Oh, it, yeah, that'll be the thing that takes over. <laughs> well, it's a good puzzle update uh, for sure. Yeah. We uh, Well, it's fun to watch you guys on Instagram and stuff, seeing you guys uh, do your, or you guys call them plup dates. Yes, well, because of puzzles and Legos, we've kind of taken over the big giant table um, with kids doing puzzles and legos as well so you know keep everyone informed as to the progress they've probably done ten thousand piece puzzles in the time it took me to do this five thousand but the smaller ones are much easier to do than one giant one you know so oh yeah well and there's three of them doing you know those puzzles right and you know different you doing one puzzle by yourself yeah well and they help a little bit i've heard you say but. a little bit but mostly they're doing their thing but now that i'm not using the whole table with my giant puzzle i'm only using like two-thirds of the table there's room for them to do stuff so oh that's nice that you're sharing i'm sharing a bit yeah <laughs> hey do i feel like we should tease what your tv show is on our show on this show yeah that's true um i i can't say i can't reveal the details exactly but the Vecchios are going to be on a TV show. We've already done the taping and everything. And uh, November 29th, it will air. So we'll. Uh, Can you say, like, what network it is or give any information? Uh, it is a show. Part of the reason we can't reveal it is that it is a show where money is on the line. Oh. And in order not to jeopardize the potential prize, we can't really go into details yet. Okay, well, I'm hoping that you guys finally made it on Family Feud, because I think you guys would crush 
in Family Feud. I really, that, that is a show I would love to do. I've always wanted to be on tons of game shows. I've applied for a bunch. Just never, never pans out. Well, I and I know that you guys applied for Family Feud back before you and Janelle got married, yes, right? Yes, we did, yeah. yeah. Oh, but they wouldn't accept her because she, you guys weren't married at the time? Yeah, we were engaged, and that didn't count, so... Wow. So fingers crossed. I'm hoping it's a good game show and I hope you guys did well. All right. Well, we will we'll be updating you guys and definitely reminding you to check that out when it airs. So Awesome. Well, rate review us cuz I heard that if you don't do that, then we don't get to do other things That's or true. something. That's, That's pretty true. vague. But And when you do, you can remember to email us at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com and tell us you rated and reviewed and we might even read your review on the show. Ooh, and you should always email us too. Like if you've watched the episodes, if you yeah. missed us, if you want to know what show that Phil's going to be on. That's right. I, if enough people write, I might just reveal it anyway. Who knows? What? I, we'll oh, see. NDA. Yeah, it oh, has to be crazy. a lot of people, though. You know, so yeah, we'll like twenty-two thousand. Is that the number? Yeah, twenty-two thousand. Twenty-two thousand people write in. I'll definitely okay. reveal. But they have to subscribe to this show too, and yeah. to the Mandar- Mandarian Orange Show. That's hard to say. It can be, yes. Especially when you're trying to say the real thing. Um, right. Because <laughs> that is one of my girl's favorite uh, fruits. Is, yeah. you know, and that messes you up good. <laughs> yeah. So I've called them mandarin oranges many times. <laughs> oh, so Janelle's making up, making up of words is influencing a new generation of people. That's good. A hundred percent. And I feel like after the Mandalorian, maybe his kid is just the Mandarian. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Mandalorian yeah. show. Yeah. And they get the midichlorians or something. I don't know. Oh, no. Now you've gone too far. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, this has been super fun. I'm so glad to uh, record with you again, and I can't wait till uh, next week. Yeah, absolutely. So once again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through.